Welcome to the Happy With Yourself podcast. I'm your host, Becky Smith. Many of us have good lives, the lives we've always wanted, but we still feel frustrated and unhappy with ourselves. You deserve to value, appreciate, and accept you right now, exactly as you are. Whether it's life coaching tools, learning from others, or sharing my experiences, I'm here to help you be happy with yourself. Hello and welcome to the podcast. It is February, the month of love. I have always loved Valentine's Day. I know that people have different opinions about it, and that is totally okay, but I have always loved it. When I was little, I used to make little homemade Valentine love notes and put them underneath the pillows of everyone in my family before Valentine's Day because I just loved the holiday. I also have a major sweet tooth. I've always loved candy and any holiday that has candy with it, love and hearts. Oh, I've always loved Valentine's Day. So in honor of Valentine's Day this month, I've wanted to focus on relationships and on love and just on the importance of those relationships Relationships show us how to love and how to be love. In coaching, we talk about being love a lot because if we look at the thought pattern that we have going on in our head, we understand that we are motivated by our feelings. So our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings lead to our actions and our actions lead to our results. And so everything that we do in life is because of how we want to feel, but also how we feel is why we do things in life. If we can come from a feeling of love in our relationships or be love, then we get to determine who we want to be in life. When we have serious, trusting relationships, it allows us to truly be our true, authentic selves. Now, relationships, I know I don't have to tell you this, are not easy. They are a classroom to teach us how to love others, how to be loved, and how to navigate this life. So that is why I wanted to focus on relationships. Last week, we talked about the love languages and how they apply to our relationship with ourselves. I hope you've had time to ponder and think about that and think about what your primary love language is with yourself. And I hope that you are really working on that and thinking about that primary relationship because when I say primary, I mean foundational. I mean the first 
thing we need to work on is our relationship with ourselves because our relationships with ourselves are a mirror to all of our other relationships because how we think about ourselves is how we end up treating everyone else. So if we can come from a place of love with ourselves and love is what is motivating all of our actions, imagine how different our relationships would be if we really had true love for ourselves. I want to remind you that that is, I want to say, eternal work in progress. But for sure, it's this life. It's this life's work in progress. I don't think we can ever check that box. Okay, I love myself. I'm done with that. But it's something that we practice. And when you practice something, it means that you do it over and over again. It's a daily practice to love yourself and come from that feeling of love so that we can love other people. Which leads me to what I want to talk about today, which is a sneaky thought that often gets in there that puts up a wall or a block between us and other people. This sneaky thought is something the lower brain offers us to try to keep us safe. It's very effective for that. (laughs) The lower brain trying to keep us safe. The thought is, I'm right. The other person is wrong. I am right. It can even go to just a general sense of that there is right and wrong, that everything is binary. You're either right or you're wrong. You're good or you're bad. There's no middle ground. There's no spectrum. The brain offers us The brain offers us this thought because if we are right, then we're safe. We're safe emotionally, right? We're safe physically. Maybe we're even safe morally. But this thought can really be a problem in relationships because the minute you think that you are right and your partner is wrong, then you shut off your brain and you stop thinking. You stop trying to be curious. You stop trying to understand the other person's point of view. A question that I often ask my clients is, what if you're wrong about that? So I want you to think of the last argument or just contention that you had with someone in your life, maybe a spouse or a child, I want you to ask yourself that question. What if I'm wrong about that? It is such a powerful question because it's so easy for us to just think, no, I am right. They are wrong. I see this often in my relationship with my teenagers. I often think that I'm the mom, that I'm older than them, that I have more experience and that I'm right and they are wrong. But when I do that, it disconnects me from them. And 
the opposite of what I want, which is connection, is what I get. I get disconnection because when somebody thinks that you're wrong and they're right, does it make you want to talk to them? Does it make you want to open up to them? No, it doesn't. It's so important to note that the lower brain wants to be right more than it wants to be anything. It will fight against that so much, against that question. What if I'm wrong about this? But I'm telling you, it is a very, very powerful question. And you can apply it to so many things in relationships. You can apply it to how you feel about yourself when you get down on yourself. What if I'm wrong about that? And again, with any argument or anything with your significant other or your kids, what if you're wrong about that? And just get really curious and notice all the areas in your life when you really dug in and thought that you were right. So the other day, I had the wonderful experience of getting pulled over and getting a speeding ticket. I'm telling you that my brain wanted to be right. I wanted to believe that I hadn't done anything wrong. And my mind kept going to, oh, the officer just needed to fill his quota, or I really wasn't going that fast, or something along the lines of, it's not my fault. I wrestled with it a lot of the day that I got that ticket. But when I would ask myself, what if you're wrong about that, Becky? What if you're just wrong? What if you just made a mistake? What if you just own it? I'm telling you, when I did that, it was such a relief to just be like, no, I made a mistake. I was wrong. When I was able to own it, I felt so much better. I could forgive myself. Again, in this case, it's more about the relationship with myself than anything here. I could forgive myself for making a mistake, own it, go to traffic school, pay the fine, and move on. So I want you to think about in your life, is there an area that maybe you just need to own? Can you ask yourself, what if I'm wrong about this? Oftentimes, the answer is sometimes. So if you ask yourself, what if I'm wrong about this? And maybe the answer is sometimes I'm wrong. That's a really good one too, because it brings out our humanness, brings out our humanity to understand that we're not these binary creatures, that we're all right all the time, or we're all good all the time, or we're all bad all the time, but we're a mix of all those things all the time. (laughs) When we can own it and understand that really right and wrong, all of that is really more of a spectrum and it's not so binary, it's not so easily understood. If we can open our minds that 
What if I'm wrong about that? So that is your homework for this week, my friends. I want you to look for instances that you can apply that question. What if I'm wrong about that? I hope you have a beautiful week and bye for now. Everyone deserves to be happy with themselves. Share this episode with a friend. Leave a review so others can find the podcast. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button.